First Liberty Institute is dedicated exclusively to defending religious liberty for all Americans. How did we do in 2022? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Every nonprofit organization has a mission statement. You've probably seen them if you're on the boards for things. You've probably maybe helped write one, or at least you've memorized it along the way. I think it's important for every person who supports any nonprofit to ask one simple question, particularly at the end of each year, and that is, did you do what you said you would do? It's a very simple question, but sometimes hard to answer, and that's why I've invited Jeff Mateer, who's our Chief Legal Officer and Executive Vice President here at First Liberty Institute, to answer that question. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Stuart. Great to be with you. All right. Here's the question. Did First Liberty do what we said we would do? It sort of reminds me of uh, Ronald Reagan, Reagan asking Walter Mondale, are you better off than you were four years ago? Yeah. And the answer to both questions is yes. Um, um, the state of religious liberty is better because of this last year. And, you know, our mission, you know, an easy way to think of our mission is did we advance religious liberty? And we greatly advanced religious liberty. And actually, um, my, one of my favorite Bible verses comes from Ephesians, and it, and, and it talks about praying for God to do something abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think or even imagine. And Stuart, I think, I, I think this last year, when I think about this last year, and I think about our cases and the work that we did, that God, through our work, did beyond anything we could ask or imagine. It was just such an incredible year. And it's beyond what we can do. Oh, ab- it, absolutely. I we mean, could it, take a swing at it, but, but it's definitely providence at work. Yeah, I mean, it, a good friend of mine talks about, our, you know, are you doing God things? And God things are th- things that only God can do. Yeah. Well, this last year, we saw God do things that only God can do. So I, I want to talk about this. And the reason we do this, we try to do it at the end of each year, is to report back. Because I think the people who support us deserve to know what we've been up to and what we've been doing. So we put this together as a compendium just so you can hear the highlights. I mean, there's a lot more than what we're going to talk about here. But we're going to touch on them real quickly to give you a sense of what your support went toward. And if this is what you want to see done, this is one place that is actually doing that. So let's start with Coach Kennedy. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, you know, when I joined First Liberty back in 2010 and we're sitting in rooms and Kelly and Hiram and I were dreaming about, you know, what could we accomplish at, 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 at First Liberty? And, and, you know, one of the big one was we had this horrible case called Lemon versus Kurtzman, which misinterpreted the Constitution and, and what would be, you know, courts to determine that something violates the Constitution because it's an establishment of religion. So on our sort of our, 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 our planning, it was, boy, if in our lifetime, you know, it, that we could take out that, that case and we could change the future. Well, the Coach Kennedy case did just that. It literally changes how every court in the country will consider any religious freedom case. And, and you know, it, it, this is not hype. And I know you're a media personality, and so you're used to hype, aren't you, Stuart? But this is not hype. It, the Kennedy case is the most significant religious liberty case in my lifetime. It is that important because, yes, Coach Kennedy's case at its core is about a football coach who's being faithful, um, going, kneeling at the 50-yard line, and, and getting fired because of that. And then the Supreme Court coming back after losing nine times, yeah. coming back and winning, and the Supreme Court saying that violates his constitutional rights. And, that's a ma- and that in itself is a major 
victory. And, and but they went further. But they went further, and that and we're proud of Coach because of that. But they went further, and what they said is this case from the 19, early 1970s, Lemon versus Kurtzman, has been overruled. They recognize that that case was overruled, and all that bad law, hundreds of cases, are now bad law. And that gives us the opportunity to relitigate those cases. It gives us the opportunity to stand firm for public expressions of religious faith. And at its core, that's what the Coach Kennedy case does. And so, I mean, if that's the only, if, if we did one case th this past year, that would have been enough. Now we've done so much more, but that case is, you know, as a lawyer, it's just, they're, 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 and we've talked to people, they're rewriting the textbooks yeah. because this is the most significant First Amendment religious liberty case, again, in 50 years. Yeah, and, and this coming year, we're going to have a campaign. We've already started it. You probably heard about it, Restoring Faith in America. It's built on that. The idea that Lemon v. Kurtzman is no longer the, the controlling decision when it comes to questions of, freedom, of expressions of faith in the public square. So we're encouraging people all across the country. If something was taken down based on the Lemon test, put it back up. Yeah, I mean, veterans memorials and crosses and praying before your city council. Um, any expression of public faith that in the past that some local government or state government or federal government has said is not permissible because of the lemon test, well, that's all out now. That's not the test anymore. The test now is we look at our country's history and our tradition. We faithfully interpret the First Amendment the way the founders wanted it to be interpreted. And that opens up so much more for, for religious freedom. In, in our public life. And when people point to that test, they're going to talk about Coach Joe Kennedy. They're going to talk about, yeah. they, I, they're not calling it that yet, but essentially it's the Kennedy test, right? It, it, it's the Kennedy test. You know, most most of our, our listeners are familiar with, the, you know, you getting your Miranda rights. Well, yeah. there's a Miranda right because some guy named Miranda had his rights violated. Well, you know what? Going forward on religious liberty, you have rights because of Joe Kennedy. I, I want to let people hear. We had uh, Coach Joe here on the set. And I just want to let you hear from his heart, his appreciation for your support for his case over the years. I would not be here without you guys. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being such a blessing to me and my family. And there is no way I would have been able to do this without every single one of you. God bless you guys. We, we just wish Joe the best and we look forward to his reinstatement, which the, the court has now ordered. And you know, 2023 is going to be an exciting year because of that. If you're a nonprofit organization that does religious freedom cases and you get one at the Supreme Court in a decade, that's a big deal. Yeah, when we were planning again back 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 now several years ago and we're thinking about you know, First Liberty and it being at that time a pretty small organization and it, it was lawyer wise, Kelly Hireman me. Yeah. Uh, and if, if we could get one case and, and we thought, gosh, you know, wouldn't it be really cool if we got one case a year? And we're like, oh, I mean, no one gets one case, yeah. maybe one every two or three years. That'd be a lot. Because other organizations that are bigger than us are in this sphere. Yeah. I mean, take I mean, take some of our opponents, the ACLU. They didn't have a case last year, um, but other other groups. But to, to, to get one every couple of years would be amazing. And then 2022 comes along and First Liberty is involved in two cases. 
And, and actually more than two, because we had two argued, and then we also had two other cases that we litigated at the Supreme Court. And that in itself is, is just, I mean, it's mind-blowing. And again, I go back to my Ephesians verse. It's beyond anything that we could ask, think, or even imagine. Let's talk about the other big win, and we called it the Treat Children Fairly case. Set it up for us. Yeah, so it's a, a case involving parents in Maine. Um, we, we, we represent the, the Nelsons. We combined with another um, Liberty group who represented the Carsons, and together we lit it against the state of Maine because the state of Maine, um, uniquely in, in, in some respects, had a program that provided assistance, tuition assistance, for parents to send their children to any school. Um, including private schools, and that's that's admirable. We, we uh, you know support school choice, except you could send your kid to any any school in state, out of state, in state be in a different country, anywhere, unless it was a religious school. And how the state of Maine meant religious school was it was a school that actually taught religion. It could be religious in name, but not a religious in practice. And yeah. so, again, there had been a decade of some bad precedent on on that issue. And together, um, we were successful in another 6-3 decision, having the U.S. Supreme Court strike down that main law. And that opens up, Stuart, I mean, again, it just opens up school choice. People hear about this and they think, oh, well, that affects some schools in Maine, but it's much, it, much broader it, than it, that. It's, it's for every, every state in the country, because how many times have we heard in the past, well, you can't do school choice because you can't have government and government money going to religious, religious schools. schools. Yeah. That, that argument is dead because the Supreme Court said that discriminates against people of faith and, and, and in this case, the, the parents. And so an amazing case for school choice, but it's even bigger than that. Just like the Kennedy case, yes, it dealt with public employee uh, religious expression, but the main choice, yes, it deals with school choice, but it also stands for an even broader principle. And that broader principle is not just in education, but any government benefit program. The government can't now say, well, we're going to have a government program, but we can't have any religious people participate in it because that would violate the Establishment Clause. No, no, no. The, 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 the main case, Carson versus Macon says, no, if you have a government program and you give benefits, you give money, it's open to everybody. You can't discriminate against someone just because they're religious. If they're qualified otherwise. If they're otherwise qualified, yeah. yes. You don't but, get special privileges. It's just you can't be discriminated against because of because you're religious. One more significant win, and this is an early win. It's not gone all the way up to the Supreme Court for a complete argument and decision and all that. But we did get a very significant early win uh, involving our Navy SEALs. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, and again, who would, who would have thought that we'd have the privilege and honor to represent 35 Navy SEALs? Just the, the best, our America's, America's best. And who would have thought that we'd have a president and a secretary of defense who, who would take the and sideline these, the, the, these great men and women. And so we filed a, a lawsuit challenging the Department of Defense's vaccine mandate. We were one of the first lawsuits, but we were the first to, to obtain victories. We first obtained a preliminary injunction in joining the government from, from firing these guys. Uh, and then from that, we expanded the case and got the first class certification. What that means is not just our Navy SEALs, but any members of the Navy who objected to the DOD vaccine mandate, they were now included. And we, we got that case certified. 
certified as a class, and then the court extended our preliminary injunction to include all the class members. And what that did is just stopped, stopped the government from kicking the, these honorable men and women out of, out of the service. Yep. And that led to victories for the Air Force, it led to victories for the, for the Marines in other cases. And we're hearing back from individuals who wear the uniform that it literally changed their career path. I mean, oh, they, they would have been kicked out. Yeah. I mean, there's no, had, had we not gotten this relief and stopped this nonsense, then th these men and women would have been kicked out. Now the case continues. Yeah. Uh, and even as, as we're, 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 we're talking, we're hearing that Congress is in the process of repealing that mandate, but that's not the end of the story. Um, that they still have to make sure that the men and women who objected are, re are completely and fully restored and reinstated. Because the harm that was done still has to be dealt with. I mean, they may, they may change this going forward, but those who suffered, and I'm using the legal injury from this, they, th that still has to be dealt with. They were treated wrongly. They were denied things that they should have been able to do. For example, a pilot who's not allowed to get in a plane and fly. Right. Well, that needs to be corrected, and that's why we continue with the case. Absolutely. All right. I, we're going to go a little bit faster now as we go along. The next one is the... You know I'm a lawyer, and I... Yeah, that's <laughs> you get that. yeah. You're doing good, though. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Next one is the OSHA vaccine mandate. It's been enough months down. So many other things have happened, and we may yeah. have forgotten about this. But the Occupational Safety and Health Administration said, hey, if you employ people and you have more than so many employees, you're going to have to make sure that everybody has the vaccine. Right, more, more than 100 employees. And again, this is another Biden administration gift that, 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 that they gave to the American public. And we are one of the first to file lawsuits. We filed a lawsuit in the Fifth Circuit. We filed a lawsuit in the Sixth Circuit. Um, we got relief in the Fifth Circuit, stopping it, stopping, stopping that order in the Sixth Circuit. We actually lost, and the case ended up at the Supreme Court, and, and we won. And the result was um, the, the Biden administration pulled the rule. And so it's it, a complete victory, but again, an over-aggressive over federal government that not, a, not a, only invading liberty rights, but specifically invading uh, the rights of religious ministries who we represented in that case. Oh, I mentioned them by name. It's Daystar Television, American Family Association, and Answers in Genesis. That's yeah, the people with the Ark in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and, and many people know them because they've either visited the Ark, watched them on TV, or have some other connection with those ministries. They were dealing with, as employers, trying to tell their employees, I, we, we have to, what are we going to do here? Yeah, I mean, it, it, what, the, what the Biden administration was wanting them to do is to get into the business of, of, of their own employees' religious beliefs. So you have religious ministries interfering with the religious beliefs of their own employees and telling them to do things that violate their religious beliefs. That, that, that's why, ultimately, we, we were successful. All right, let's talk about Judge Wayne Mack, Justice of the Peace here in Texas. He just wanted to let chaplains offer a word before sessions in his court. What's really neat about the Judge Mack case that, that the Fifth Circuit ruled in September, so this is a victory that we got in, in September when the Fifth Circuit reversed a federal court, a, a federal district court, saying that Judge Mack's chaplaincy program in which he had rotating chaplains of different faiths who would open his courtroom proceedings with prayer. Or just an encouraging word. <laughs> He or didn't tell them what to do. They did whatever they wanted. No, and he did that in order to, in order to solemnize um, his proceedings. Yeah. And it, he actually lost. 
um, in the first round, but the Fifth Circuit now uh, reversed that decision, and now the whole Fifth Circuit considered the case and said, no, we're not going to review the Fifth Circuit, the panel's decision. So it's now good Fifth Circuit law, yeah. waiting to see if the other side appeals to the Supreme Court. Um, and, and, and Stuart, quite frankly, I think I can say this, we, it, there's part of us that, I mean, I want Judge Mack's going to win, yeah. but we like Supreme Court cases, too. And if, we, if the other side decides that they want to make this a bigger precedent than just a Fifth Circuit precedent, then, go. then, then God bless them. Yeah. Um, I doubt that the Supreme Court will, will, will disturb this case. But what's neat about the Judge Mack, because remember, the Kennedy case, that decision came down in late June. Yeah. The Mack case had been argued prior to the Kennedy case decision, okay. but, the, but its actual decision by a great Fifth Circuit judge, Jerry, Jerry Smith, was not issued until September. The Mack case is our first fruit from the Kennedy decision. The Mack decision cites the Kennedy decision. Yes, it does. And it says, you no, know, when we look at something like prayer in a courtroom, we're not going to apply this old lemon test, because remember, Kennedy says that test is gone. We're going to look at history and tradition. And so we look at history and tradition and, and we say, look, prayer has been a part of our legal proceedings since the founding. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with prayer. And so that's what's great about, about, about Judge Max. One, that Judge Mack was willing to stand and, and, and willing to, to see this through after losing once. Yeah. Um, but then the other is just to see that this is, and for us, this is the first fruit, the first time Kennedy has sided and saying, no, no, that, that court has got it wrong. This is how you look at a, an alleged establishment clause of religion. After the win at the appeals court, we talked to Judge Mack here. I just want to let you hear. We talk about how difficult it is to go through these. He gives a sense of what it's like to be in the middle of a case like this. The first year that this, this group was coming after me, I was on my own. And I was reading this complaint. I just became so overwhelmed with, oh, my God, there's nothing true in this complaint. The only thing they've got right is the proper spelling of my name. And it, <laughs> wow. was, it, was, it was so overwhelming. And I immediately looked up at the football stadium. I looked up in the heavens. It was a beautiful night. And I saw the stars, the means, some clouds. And immediately I felt the Lord speak to my heart that this is not your battle. And I had that peace that passes all understanding flood my soul. And I've never fretted one moment and of course once first liberty come involved i i felt so uh, uh secure and safe in what we were doing that we were on the right side of the constitution and we had a, a wonderful organization and a huge legal team that was going to stand with us and it it you know it's it can be lonely sometimes you you're 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 in the battle and you look to the left and the right and you kind of go where did everybody go but i could always look to first liberty they never wavered they they stood with me and one of our first meetings, they asked me, how far are you prepared to go with this judge? And I said, I'm prepared to, far, to go as far as we need to go. And they said, that's the answer we wanted to hear. And he was so happy when that victory came in. I mean, his face just lighted up because it was such a big deal to him to allow those chaplains to just have a word. And nobody's required to sit in the courtroom while it's happening. He lets them step out if you want to. If it's a problem, go ahead. Nobody's forced to listen to anything. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it's like Coach Kennedy. Judge Mack is just an incredible man, uh, man of faith. Uh, and he wouldn't have to do this. He could just, he just, he could just you know, back off. But yeah. he believes in it, and it's the right thing, and, and it's an honor to get to represent him. There is so much more 
and, and I just want to touch on some of the other victories. So we're going to go through these even more quickly now. now first, you do know I'm a lawyer, right? I know, okay, but I'm going to make you talk right, yeah, quickly. Speed, speed, speed. All right. <laughs> the first is a Bible on a missing man table for POWs, MIAs. This is yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah, we had a, a, a case that we actually intervened on behalf of the POW MIA network because one of these radical left-wing activists was objecting to there being that table with a Bible on it in, in the medical center up in New Hampshire. Yeah. And um, we were successful in intervening and we were successful in, in eventually having the case dismissed with prejudice. So a complete win, policies at, at the VA got changed so that we shouldn't have this problem going forward. And again, in light of the Kennedy case, we even have stronger arguments now. And that Bible belonged to a World War II veteran who was shot down over Germany, held in captivity. It was a Bible that was significant to him, and he loaned it out yeah. to be yeah. on that table. It's a long story there. Uh, a story of a growing congregation in Walt Hill, Nebraska. Yeah, uh, congregation, and they simply wanted to, to build in their downtown area. And unfortunately, sometimes local governments don't get the message that, that, that actually churches have religious liberty rights and that, and that, that yes, there may be a, a loss of tax revenue, but in the end, Churches that serve their public do so much more than just a few thousand dollars in tax revenue. And so in a what was an eight year. So Coach Kennedy was seven years. This one was eight years and an eight year battle. We finally reached a favorable settlement that will allow that construction to go forward. And also the, the city, I, I think, learned its lesson because they had to pay uh, the church some money and they also had to pay their lawyers some money. So it, 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 it's great. And we look forward to the day when that ministry gets to open up and get to see everything that, that God has for, for, for them and, and Pastor Malcolmson. So that's a small growing congregation in the middle of Nebraska, or actually the eastern edge of Nebraska. Now we go to the west coast to a mega church that wanted to have a Christmas program outdoors and they had a great venue they wanted. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of churches, it, when they want to do things at the holidays and specifically Christmas, the event is so big that, that they need to use otherwise publicly available um, arenas and, 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 and venues. Yeah. And in this case, in, in, I think it's called the, is it Ratty? Ratty? I never got the right. Ratty Shell in, in San Diego, where the, the, the San Diego Symphonies uh, facilities, to do a Christmas program. And and um, it wouldn't seem like a problem, but apparently somebody in San Diego thought it was a problem uh, initially, and they were denying them solely because it was religious. So you, you could have your, I don't know, I, I'm, not, I'm not, not good with pop. Uh, music references. I was about to say Britney Spears. I don't. I don't know if Britney Spears is still. Taylor is still, Swift. She's on Twitter. Uh, right Taylor Swift. Okay, and yeah. I actually kind of know who that is. Yeah. Um. Because um, I know t she had an issue with with, with Ticketmaster. Um. Yeah. So. T t so a secular person could 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 use it. But oh, you're going to have religion. Oh, this is public. I don't know about that. Well, we corrected that. And the great is Stuart that just just now just a, a few days ago. Um, they were able to have it and have their, and you know, they, they got to do their program. Um, they got to minister. Uh, and for those of us of the Christian faith, they were able to share that faith and, and, and people came to, to, to know our faith because they got to do that. And I don't know if that, I mean, even talking about it, I get all tingly yeah. because when I decided to leave pra private practice, um, and join Kelly in, in 2010, it's for that, I mean, it was for that type of case. Yeah. And again, that's, 
this wasn't, we didn't have to file a federal lawsuit. And it, it's not like Coach Kennedy. We didn't lose nine times. Sometimes and, you just have to explain some, what the law is. And, and, and to their credit, the people in San Diego, once we did, they did the right thing. Yeah. And the result was, well, the result was eternal. I mean, we, we had eternal. And I want you to see uh, just a snippet. This is a little one-minute clip of what happened in San Diego because of your support. Everything you just saw was on the verge of being canceled because of a mindset that there's something wrong with an expression of faith in a public venue. Yeah. And, you know, and again, uh, going back to our first first case, we talked about the Kennedy case. Yeah. The Kennedy case is now an exclamation point that there is nothing wrong with public expressions of faith. You can have public expressions of faith and they can be in the ratty shell. And they can be in the middle of a football field. They can be in your city council. They can be in your city park. Okay, we're going to leap from the West Coast to the East Coast. This is Chabad of the Beaches versus the village of Atlantic Beach, New York. Yeah, and another one. So it's a Jewish congregation, a growing Jewish congregation. It has a piece of property there in Atlantic Beach, New York. And the city decided, you know, that's a nice piece of property. Well, we're the city. We like it. We're just going to take it. And we came to the defense of the congregation there and were successful in first getting a temporary restraining order and then a preliminary injunction. So it stopped the city in her tracks. The city has not given up. They're, they're, they're continuing to litigate. Uh, so we'll continue to fight. But just like the Navy SEALs, we, we, we got our first victory and a significant victory for this Jewish congregation. So large congregation, smaller Jewish congregation. Now we're going to talk about an individual in our Ramazanova is a student who suddenly got kicked out of her dorm. Yeah, and this is so a student in Michigan at Oakland University, and Anara, uh, you did well on the last name. Thank you. Yeah, I practiced a, a, a Anara, Anara. <laughs> uh, Anara, for herself, she objected to the vaccine mandate that the university was imposing. And so she, she, she applied and was successful in receiving one. Based on a religious objection. Uh, a religious objection, yeah. uh, deep person of faith. And she, she thought, well, you know, that's, that helped me? Well, I'm going to share my success with, 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 with my fellow students. And you think, I mean, again, you'd think um, this is America. There is that First Amendment thing. Uh, you, would think, <laughs> you would think this is America, but apparently not at, at Oakland University in, in Michigan. And, and so they kicked her out of the dorm. They put 
a, a, a disciplinary note in her file, um, which, you know, for grad school or for future employment, that's yeah. not a good thing. And so we represented her. We ended up, again, didn't have to file a lawsuit. We were able to favor favorably settle it. And she get her record cleared and she's able to go on with her life. And, and hopefully the university learned that, uh, you know, they have to also respect the First Amendment. Let's talk about City Walk Urban Mission. Yeah, and, 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 and another one. This is a religious um, homeless ministry down in Tallahassee, and they were seeking to expand their ministry. And uh, again, and I actually went down there and actually saw it, and just I mean, I just just saw the other people doing great work, um, solving a very difficult issue, homelessness. Except the city of Tallahassee, you know, roadblock after roadblock. Um, they denied their plan. We got a court to reverse that. And now the city is, has seen the light and is working with them. So, again, not, not a big federal case. It was a, a state proceeding, but we're able to get good relief. And so these people can do what they're called to do. We've gone from Nebraska to California to New York to Florida. Now we're going to come back here to Dallas briefly. Uh, this is the uh, the case involving Michael Clark in the city of Dallas. Tell me. Yeah, about. and so Clyde Warren Park, which is a a a, a park in downtown Dallas, uh, actually it's built above um, the the interstate and. Um, the, the Warren family donated the money to build this wonderful park. Yeah. It's there in the heart of, of downtown Dallas. And our client was, was simply, he was actually sharing, sharing Christ with, 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 with people. And he was using, he would ask survey questions. And the park officials said, oh, you can't, you can't do that. We have anti-solicitation rules here. Um, again, the city of Dallas and the park now knows that there's a First Amendment. Uh, we wrote a letter and, and we were able to, to, to fix their misconception of the law. Okay, and I want to end on this one because it, it is the Christmas season right now. Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeah, and so this is one. So again, Arkansas, Eureka Springs, which I, I, I believe is the home of the Passion Play. Um, for, I think, over 50 years, they had a, they've had a nativity scene. Um, on public land, and it, it's you hear about the heckler's veto. Yeah. Well, a heckler heckled uh, the the poor city officials, saying, "Oh, you can't have you can't have religion on on public." Had apparently hadn't read the, the Kennedy case, and the the poor you know the mayor the mayor and the city's like, "Well, I mean, now oh, we got this. We're going to get sued. What are we going to do? Well, we can't have the nativity scene." Well, our our lawyers reacted, and actually, we have a one of our young lawyers is actually from that area of Arkansas, and so he went and visited with the mayor, and while he was there, he said, we're gonna give that group a permit. They can have that nativity scene. So we're, Christmas is back on in, in Eureka Springs. And goodbye Arkansas. to the Grinch. And goodbye to the Grinch, <laughs> the, the heckler. Yeah, now, that is an overwhelming number of stories that you just blasted through there in record time. That only scratches the surface. Yeah, I've got, I've got about there. 30 more if you'd like to go through them. <laughs> I just uh, want a uh, summary uh, of it. Uh, hey, give, give us a sense of how many matters uh, they may not become yeah. cases in court, but how many different items that First Liberty touched over the course of the last fiscal year? Yeah, the last fiscal year, and I know the exact number, it's 898. Wow. Not, not, all those are, 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 not all those are Joe Kennedy court cases arguing at the Supreme Court. Not all of them are filed lawsuits. But it's nearly a thousand. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and, and we're, 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 we're really busy. And, you know, we're really busy. We have a lot of work. But, you know, we, I, I, I have to say, I've taken myself out of the direct responding to legal requests for help because, Stuart, I tell everybody yes. I mean, I hear these stories yeah. and we want to help. And, and the reality is, look, 
we, 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 we've got 23 attorneys, uh, including me and Kelly, um, at, 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 at First Liberty. And um, we have a lot of resources. We try to help as many people as we can, but we can't help everybody. What we try to do is make sure we, 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 we help the people that are, we help them, but then that will set a precedent to help hundreds more, perhaps. One In the thing, case of go ahead. Joe Kennedy, millions more. But one thing I try to impress upon people is we're, we've won big this year. We've won a lot, but we are also busier than ever pushing back against those that would try to silence people's faith. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I think the threats have never been as more as they've been, but our ability to win has never been as more. And so it's so the threats are there, but also our ability to win. And, you know, Kennedy and Carson help us so much in that, but Mac does too. You know, the Navy SEALs case, yeah. uh, the OSHA case, they, they all lead to not only victories in their cases, but future cases. And it's building a record in the law, in the court system of this is how judges have ruled on this kind of case. Yeah. And that's so important. It, it is. It is. Before we go. Yeah. Okay. So, you notice I, I wore a tie today. And I have to point out, yeah. this is the Mateer family tartan. It, it, it is. I, 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 I was. <laughs> I, I recognized it immediately. One, well, that's what I do. One of the things <laughs> that, 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 that Kelly let me do is my, my big trip was I wanted to always go to Scotland. Yeah. And got to go to Scotland this, the, 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 this summer. And so this is one of the things I brought back. But, um, Stuart, we, we consider you an honorary member of our legal team. I mean, you're, you're sort of the, the voice of the legal team. Let, let's call you that. So I wanted to. Wanted since it's, it is the Christmas season, I wanted to give you. Oh, look at that! And everybody see. So that that's the official First Liberty legal team tie. <laughs> that is and, awesome. And I notice every time I'm on with you, you don't wear a I tie. I don't wear a tie because I hate so, ties. So, well, but, but I love but, that but, one. But that's a good one. So that's you know, let's let's make sure. We'll hold it up here so yeah. you can get a good look at it. There you go. Just imagine it tied around my neck, <laughs> which I guess <laughs> we'll never see. But yeah. now there are if it's if it is a formal event, I will put on a tie. Well, now you have a, uh, an official legal team First Liberty tie. <laughs> Thank you for that. Jeff, I want you to do one more thing before I let you go. Um, there are a lot of people is, every day. I'm in full view of the fact that I get to sit here and do this and you get to sit there and do that because of all the people who support the work that we do here. Uh, and, and I'm never out of view of that. I'm constantly yeah. thinking about it. I want to give you a chance just to look into your camera and express yeah. your gratitude, because I know you have a heart of gratitude to the folks that make this possible. Yeah, I mean, we can't do what we do. We can't have victories in Kennedy and, and Carson without the support of, 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 faithful, of, of, of faithful, faithful folks who, who, who allow us to do what we do. And just like we, our purpose at First Liberty is these ministries and these, you know, football coaches and these parents that we can come alongside them so that they can live out their faith. Yeah. Well, we can't do that without the, the, the support. And so First Liberty doesn't exist without you. And if the Kennedy case impacted millions, which it did, then everyone who supports us is a partner in that effort Part so of the I, and just thank you so much um, really from from the bottom of my heart because we we cannot do what we do without them
Jeff, I appreciate you so much. You could be doing a lot of different things, and it means a lot to me that you choose to devote your talents, your ability to doing the work that we do here. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, and God bless you. All right. And thank you. We are profoundly grateful for your support here. If you would like to be part of the victories in 2023, we invite you to click on the big red give button up at the top of the page. Let me just say thank you in advance from all of us here at First Liberty Institute. Next week, on next week's episode, Kelly Shackelford, our president, CEO, and chief counsel, will be here to talk about 2023 and all that's coming up in the next year. I said it's going to be busy. It's really going to be busy in a very major way, and you won't want to miss that. First Liberty is your last line of defense and the greatest hope for victory.